You are listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. We are in a series called Once Upon a Parable, where Jesus utilizes stories to tell us what the kingdom of God is really like. Alrighty then. Have you ever put something where it doesn't belong? And I'm not talking like misplace your keys, put something where it doesn't belong. I am like, did you ever put something where it does not belong? Like borderline evil intentions does not belong. A lot of times for those of you that are, that are new, a lot of times here I kind of I allow you to speak, but for your own safety, I'm not going to allow you to speak on this. I've got the microphone. I'll just, I'll just tell a story of said uh, not belonging there type of story. So in high school, I played soccer. Those of you that uh, have been here longer than a week, that does not surprise you. I played soccer in high school, Christian school on the north side of town. And when I was a senior, there was, there was one of those guys on the team. One of those guys, when he opened his mouth, we usually were just going, I can't believe you just said that. And so let's just say he was an easy target. Let's just say he was an easy target. And so, and so, we would go down to Tahlequah, Oklahoma every fall for a tournament, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday tournament, and, and uh, it's it it a cabin-type setting. We'd have bunk beds, and everybody would be, you know, in the bunk bedroom and the, everything. And, and so we just, <clears throat> we just decided, or somebody, somebody decided, it wasn't, it wasn't me, so I, I can still tell this story. Somebody decided that, hey, why don't we, why don't we put, why don't we put Icy Hot in his underwear? So somebody grabs his underwear and smeared a pretty good helping of that in there. And, and uh, uh, unbeknownst, to, unbeknownst to, it was his last pair for the week. And, and, and so he, when he put those on, he realized Icy Hot did not belong in his underwear. Um, and so I, and I didn't, I wasn't, I, you know, I didn't, I knew about it, but it was. Have you ever put something where it really doesn't belong? there and so we're in this series you, you need to remember doesn't belong somewhere it doesn't belong that's where you and see i'm not going to open this up for you to incriminate yourself <laughs> because probably most of you are like i'll pass on telling that story so we're in this series called once upon a parable where we're taking a look at the parables of jesus out of matthew 13 but our reading plan is taking a look at all of the parables of jesus and 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 jesus told these stories they were not true stories but they could have been they could have been they were believable stories to tell a point about his kingdom and no none of his stories had anything to do with icy hot it hadn't been invented yet so but, 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 but he, he told these stories. We're taking a look at these stories about his kingdom, about what his kingdom was like. And so we're taking a look at the, the, this question, what is his kingdom? And we're actually starting a brand new teaching year, going from Labor Day to Labor Day, about his kingdom and what his kingdom is like and, 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 and what happens in his kingdom. And, and we're, we're, we started with the treasure, and the kingdom is a treasure, and it's a treasure above all treasure, a treasure that we go all in with our treasures with. And last week, we took a look at when we go all in with our treasure, we, uh, uh, God grows that treasure, but we prepare our hearts like a soil to prepare. To, 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 to grow fruit, to grow plants, to, to, to see, see fruit be produced. But when we're talking about God's kingdom, fans and non-fans of, of God and church and Jesus alike have questions. 
And if you've been around church, if you've been around church for any length of time at all, you know, you probably maybe have in your mind that, 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 that God's kingdom is heaven. That's just what it is. It's just heaven. That, that, that we get saved in order to go to heaven and, and we just wait for that someday. But, but God, God's word, Jesus tells us, even though the kingdom of heaven is a phrase that is used, God's kingdom is not heaven. Now, like I said last week, I think last week or the week before, I don't know, I forget what I say when, the, the heaven is the capital of God's kingdom, but it, that is not the only place God's kingdom is. In fact, Jesus told us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus tells us, hey, look, 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 look. It can be right here. In fact, I am here in order to show you that God's kingdom is right here among you. In fact, the next series is going to take that thought and run with it. And so where is God's kingdom? He wants us to realize and recognize that God's kingdom is right here among us and with us. But another question is, if he has a kingdom, if he has a kingdom, his kingdom has jurisdiction, right? Its jurisdiction is, is, is in two ways. Boundaries. You know, Missouri has a jurisdiction. Springfield, Republic, has a jurisdiction. Uh, USA has a jurisdiction. It has boundaries. What is his boundaries? What is the kingdom boundary? Psalm 39, 7 through 8. I can never escape from your spirit. And his presence describes where his kingdom is. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave or Sheol or Hades or hell, you are there. God's kingdom has no boundaries. But also when we talk about jurisdiction, we talk about authority, right? Where does his authority go into? Acts 17, 26, from one man he created, God created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. He determined their boundaries. Look, look, look. For all of time, God's authority extended to every single nation that he told every nation when to rise. He told every nation when to fall. He told America when to rise. He told, he's, he's, he's working it out. Whenever we fall, it's all a part of God's sovereignty. His authority knows no bounds. But if you're a non-fan, if you're here wondering about Jesus and this church thing and this God thing, and why on earth should I, should I follow this? And if you tell me His kingdom is the best treasure ever, if you tell me that He is the best ever, and He's awesome, and He's good, and His kingdom is everywhere, and His authority is everywhere, why on earth? Is there so much difficulty? Why on earth do we see good and evil all together? Why on earth does stuff happen? And maybe instead of stuff, you'd use another S word. Stink. Yeah. Why? Parable that we're taking a look at today talks about this talks about why and it also talks about the intentions of God see because if we can discover the intentions of God we can actually trust him through the stink 
Because if we know the intentions of somebody, we're going to give them a little bit more of a leeway in our life, right? So we're going to look a lot of, at intentions. We're going to be in Matthew 13, starting in verse 24. And what do intentions tell us about this whole issue of God's kingdom being good and God's kingdom being everywhere, but there's so much difficulty in life. 13.24, you can follow along in a hardbound Bible. Or I'm going to throw the verses up on the screen. We encourage you to, to download the Bible app on a tablet or smartphone and follow along. We put an event right in there. Our Wi-Fi code is here to serve. One word. Two is the word T-O, not two. We're not cute or anything like that. We're not creative. It's just straightforward. Just here to serve one word, you know, and all that. So you can log on to our internet there. 1324. Here's another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the worker slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked? No, cool your jets, fellas. I added that part. He replied, you uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will let, tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. 1336. Then, leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Like, we ain't got it. We don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. Can you tell us what you're talking about here? The son, Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels who will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. Anyone with ears... To hear should listen and understand. God's intentions. God's intentions. Who's the first one to sow in the field? The Son of Man. God. So God the Father used God the Son as the Word to speak and create everything. And how did he create it? Perfect, good, awesome, right. And when he put man and the woman in the garden, he created them completely righteous, created them with perfect relationship to him. Perfect. He created us to be righteous. That was his intentions. That was what he did from the very beginning. See, his intention was for us to be wheat. What's wheat? Sons of the kingdom. Daughters of the kingdom. Children of righteousness. Right living. 
in His kingdom. Never to have to worry about anything. Never to have to, 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 to worry about consequences. Never to have to mess with difficulty. That everything was going to always grow the way it was supposed to grow. Childbirth was supposed to be easy. What? <laughs> All that pain is a result of the curse, not creation. How do you know? I was there for four of them, okay? So I just saw. It's true. That's the way he intended. And see, if we can see what he intended from the very beginning, maybe when we want to look at our difficulty and look at the circumstance and look at the life that hit the fan, we can say, hold on a second. Maybe I shouldn't blame God because that's not the way he intended it to be. Because there's another character in the story, right? There's somebody else in the story. There's somebody that comes alongside and before the wheat comes up from the ground, he plants some different seed. He plants weeds in there. And these weeds look just like wheat. They were look-alike. And see, they're not just any weed. They're look-alike weed to wheat, but they're poisonous to eat. Poisonous to eat. See, just like icy hot and underwear, these weeds do not belong in this field. They do not belong in this field. That's not what God intended. Somebody with evil intentions came along and sowed this seed to look like the real fruit, the real thing. But the effects, if you eat it, are poisonous. See, Satan, devil, he's the one that, one that came and, 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 and who he is, he was, he was the top dog angel. Angels were created by God. Don't know exactly when. I wasn't there. But he was created by God to be the top dog. But he looked at God's throne and said, I want his top doggedness. It's not a word, so what? It is now. And so he led a rebellion of other angels for God's throne. And God created the lake of fire for him and his angels to live in forever. <laughs> However, it wasn't enough to destroy himself. It wasn't enough to destroy other angels. He looked at God's perfect creation and said, I want to destroy that too. And so he went up to Eve and was like, hey, 
I'm not so sure that God really has all your good intentions in mind. I mean, I think, I think he's holding out on you. I think he's holding out on you. I think, I think that tree that he told you not to eat of, I think that's the best fruit in the garden. I think you need to eat that because he's holding back on you. And once you eat that, you'll find out how much he's holding back on you. Seed of doubt. It's plant. It's plant. Satan intends to plant a seed of doubt in our minds to the goodness of God. Every sin starts the same way. See, it's a look-alike fruit. It's a look-alike fruit. Every sin that we can ever do is a look-alike fruit. It promises great fruit, but when we take of it, it's poison. When we eat into it, it's poison. It destroys us and makes us sick. And as Jesus said, the weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. Everyone who has ever lived has taken a bite of this fruit. Maybe you're like, hold on a minute. Follower, a child of the evil one? That's a little bit harsh, right? That's like, that's like, that's like Jeffrey Dahmer territory, Saddam Hussein territory. I mean, that's not me. What riles us up when we see those sorts of things on the 6 o'clock news? It's the injustice of it all, right? When we see genocide, when we watch documentaries on the Holocaust, it's the injustice of it all that riles us up. It's that, that injustice, that, that sense of justice is put into us by God. But just because we never make the 6 o'clock news doesn't mean that we don't cause injustice. Every sin we have ever committed has been an injustice to somebody else. That virginity that we sweet-talked her into giving us, that's an injustice. That lie we told, that's an injustice. That magazine we looked at, that internet site, well, that's a victimless thing. Uh-uh. That's an injustice that perpetuates sex slave trade gossip injustice just because our injustices doesn't make the six o'clock news doesn't make them any less of an injustice guaranteed every one of us in this room somebody out there somewhere thinks we're evil including me Guaranteed. 
somebody. We have done something to somebody in our past where today when your name is brought up in conversation, there's something in them that goes, every single one of us. Because there is no sin that doesn't cause injustice. And we have all eaten the look-alike fruit that causes poison. Romans 5.12, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. Ephesians 2, 1-3, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us refuse to obey God. I was born in church. You refuse to obey God at some point in time in your life. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. We're all in the same boat. We're all there. Nobody is any different than the rest of us. We're no better. We're no worse. We're all there. But is there any hope? Is there any hope? Do you hear the hope in the story? Do you hear the hope in the story? The Son of Man sowed. Now wait, you, t- you said that he already sowed. That is his first intention. He already sowed. Well, there's actually another time that the Son of Man sowed. See, the Son of Man is Jesus. He didn't just sow the original righteousness in us and created the righteousness in us, but, but when that righteousness was broken, that set a plan in place that took centuries, that took millennia to finish, that he was finishing when he told this story. See, the Son of Man planted righteousness right into the ground. Inside of Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. He lived a perfectly righteous life. He never broke the law. He never did anything wrong. He never caused an injustice. He lived that in order to die in order to put our sin on His back on the cross and plant that right there into the ground, into the tomb, and the tomb was sealed. But three days later, the fruit popped right back up, allowing us to have a better righteousness than the one that was given to us at creation. It was an enduring righteousness because he defeated Satan once and for all. As Genesis 3.15 says, said that he would crush Satan's head. And he did. See, God had a counter to Satan's intentions. 
He had a counter to, to Satan's intentions. It wasn't that, that God looked at, at, at what Satan did and was like, ah, I don't know what to do. Peter said in his epistle, in his letter, he said, oh, God's plan for this was the same plan from before time began. This was actually the better way than us just living in our own righteousness from creation. This is a better way because this is an enduring, it is an everlasting, it is an eternal righteousness that will never go away when we have faith in this. God counters with the greater righteousness. It cannot be taken away because it is everlasting. He defeated death. He defeated sin. He, he, he gave us the opportunity to have his perfect righteousness cloaked over us like a robe without us ever having to do a single thing that is good. Ever. That's the righteousness that he gives. That was his intention from the very beginning. And that is the plan that he set in place from the very beginning. And it is better because it is everlasting. See? We could look at life and say, you know what? I just want everything good to happen to me. We could look at life and want that or we could come to God and say no matter what happens to me in my life I want you to give me the right living so I know how to handle it which one's more realistic see Christianity is the only worldview if you want to look at it that way, worldview, only worldview that actually has a fairly decent look into why we have difficulty and good and bad all mixed together. Because Jesus just told us in this parable, the field is the world. Guess what? There's going to be weeds and wheat all mixed together. And you know what? He's given us a snapshot. He's given us a snapshot, just like most of the other parables. It's a one-time snapshot. And the snapshot that Jesus is talking about is taken at the end times, at the time of judgment. Now, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about that judgment in, 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 in more detail. You know, mark your calendars now. Make sure you're here that week, right? Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Yay! There's a snapshot of then. See the motion picture. The motion picture is what? God's saying. God's saying. The, 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 the master's saying to the servants, don't pull up the weeds. You are going to screw it up. You'll mess it up. You'll pull out stuff that you didn't, that wasn't supposed to be pulled out. And you know what? The, 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 the thing of God's kingdom is this. The, the miracle of God's kingdom is this. The awesomeness of God's kingdom is this. That weeds can transform into wheat. Jesus gives a one-time snapshot at the end times. But the motion picture is this. That weeds can be transformed into wheat. See, that's why he tells the the servants, don't, don't pull them up. That's why Jesus tells us, do not 
judge. Now we've got to separate judging and warning of judgment that is coming. Those are two different concepts. Judging says there's no hope for you. You're too far gone. You cannot become wheat. That's false. Warning of judgment is like somebody standing out on that train track and us going, I don't want to judge, so I won't say anything. <laughs> Stupid, right? Like, you're a moron. Yell. There's judgment coming. It's called a train. There's a big difference between the two. Hope says that no matter where you are or where you've been, God will always give you His righteousness. How is that? Let's first look at Romans 5, 6-8. When we were utterly hopeless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Most of us, like decent person, but I won't die for you. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is exceptionally good. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we will, were still sinners. It's His love that while we walked away from Him, while we turned our back on Him, while we took the fruit, He didn't turn His back on us, that He loved us so much that He died and planted his righteousness so that we could partake of his fruit. Romans 4, 4-5, when people work, their wages are not a gift. See, we don't, we don't work to become righteous. We stop working. But something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of the work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. See, faith is seeing things the way God sees them and then acting on it. So all we do in this subject, in this context, we go, you are the righteous one. I am tired of my life and I simply want your righteousness. That's all I want is your righteousness. That's it. I want your right living. You told me you'll give me your right living. That's what I want. I want to live like that. I'm tired of eating poison. Take it away from me. I want your righteousness. See, in this world... You have two kingdoms, however, it's not dualism. We are not waiting around to see which one wins. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. We're not, we're, we don't, we, we, we do know the end of the story. The kingdom of light wins. But the reality is, on this world, they're all mixed together. That's reality. It's not what God intended, but it's our present reality. But God went to great lengths to counter what Satan tried to destroy. He went to the cross. He went to the grave so that we can have 
is righteousness. Right living. And if we followed God in perfect righteousness, if, if we did, if we did, we would experience the freedom from consequences the rest of our life. Which, by the way, is heaven. Wouldn't it be heaven to never, ever, ever, ever have to face consequences ever again? That's what heaven is. Never having to experience consequences because we always do the right thing. See, that's what God intends for every one of our lives. That's what God intends. He wants to give us righteousness so that we have the ability to always do the right thing. Will we here? No. That's what we call the growth process and we'll take a look at that next week. That sounds more friendly than the week after. Yeah, come next week. Well, he gives us righteousness in, a, in, in an instant, he also takes the lifetime to grow us in that righteousness. It's frustrating. It's a struggle. As I've described before, it's a sweet dance. Where we mess up. But God is always there forgiving, cleansing, and giving us His righteousness so we can keep going. The big deal is this. Every one of us this morning can walk away with the righteousness of Christ. Either one time in the past you have said, I have faith in this and I want to start living like this and I want this to be a part of my life. Simply today, the time of reflection is about where are you? Where are you? Where are you and God in this sweet dance? Maybe some of you would say, I've never had faith in God. I've never become, I've never, I've never become wheat in this life. See, this is a safe place to talk to us. This is the safe people to talk to us because we have all been there. Every single one of us. There's nothing you can say that will cause us to be shocked. There's nothing that we, you can say that will cause us to s tell you you have no hope. There's nothing that you can say that will tell us to get away from me because there, there, there's no hope for you. Because there's always, 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 always hope. Always righteousness available. So a couple of us will be in the back. If you want to talk to somebody about that. Because he's put you here. Right here. He's put you where you live. In order for you to find him. Acts 17.27 The continuation of the Acts verse that, that we read earlier. His purpose, God's purpose was for the nations to seek after God. He put us all where we are. All nations, all the people in the nations right where they are so that they can seek after God and perhaps feel their way towards Him and find Him though He is not far from any one of us. 
He has put you right where you are so you can find Him. Do you want to find Him? Do you want to find God? That's the question. He's waiting. He's offered you His righteousness. Do you want to find God? Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I thank You for this time. I thank You that You have given us Your righteousness. I thank You that You intended it from the very beginning. I thank you that you countered the mess that Satan made and the mess that we made as we followed after him. I thank you that, that, that you give it despite that. I thank you that while we were yet sinners, you died on the cross. I thank you that you went to the grave. I thank you that you rose from the grave. I thank you that you, you, you give it to us like, like, a, like a robe to, to, to cover our dirtiness. Lord, I just pray that you send your spirit through, through our hearts so that we can experience and know that you want this for our life. This right living. This life without consequences. This life where we don't have to worry about what's happening or what we did or what we said or what's the next lie or what's the next line or... Because we are following you. That we're literally living on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you and we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You can go ahead and stand with us. A couple of us will be in the back if you want to talk to one of us. Otherwise, praise the God who gave you his righteousness. Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. Find us on Facebook at My Crosspoint, where we help you connect with God on a daily basis.